read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance Today's episode of Read Me Romance is brought to you in support of giraffes. They just hit the endangered list, so let's all put our necks out there for them. Why did I laugh so hard? I don't know. <laughs> I love that ad. Hey, welcome to Read Me Romance. Yay. It's Alexa <laughs> Riley this week. Yes, and Mel just had like the best pun ever when we were like, "What should we do ads about?" And she was like, "We should do giraffes." They just went on the endangered species list, and then like, boom, the pun hit her. It, that was marvelous. <laughs> well done, well done. Oh, and and then it reminded me. So like back in the day on Twitter, this was like right when Aurora Rose came out, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it was so so long ago, like at least five it was years so long ago. ago. And I remember, like, she would tweet with us, and at one point, like, you would always talk about, like, you had a pet giraffe. Like, you would always make reference to the pet giraffe in your house. Yeah, I had a pet giraffe and, and a terrible, like, um, person that worked with me named Susan or Karen that I would always make jokes <laughs> about. Yes. And then it was, like, one day you said you were talking to her about something, and, like, I want to say she sent you a story. Yeah. She wrote you a short story with a giraffe in it. Yes. And I, like, now I'm, like, I've got to find this. I don't remember where. I'm going to email her and see if I can find it or go, like, There's through. no way she still has that. Do you think she does? I don't delete any emails. So if she emailed it to me. I'll be able to find it. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, you should put in, like, in your search, you should put Aurora Rose Giraffe and see what comes <laughs> up. Like, I need this story. And then maybe we can post it to Read Me Romance headquarters. That would be hilarious. <laughs> All right. So, you guys, uh, if you don't know, we do have a Facebook group, Read Me Romance headquarters. You guys should go in and join it. So, yeah. Do that. We randomly get in there so. and do stuff and post things like that that we talk about throughout yeah. the week or whatever. It's fun in there. Lots of giveaways. Yeah. So talk about where you're at now and while we're having to record on the opposite day. So Tessa's not with us. Uh, we're recording this week for Rochelle Page's book. So, hey, Rochelle. So Mel was like, all right, we're in, I'm in my new digs today. Because last week she was in the jail. Yeah. And now you're in like some crazy place. Uh, so where are you? I am in the food pantry. And I usually, we're supposed to record tomorrow, which is Tuesday, but we couldn't record because... Um, the food pantry is open on Wait, wait, this is like, this is like your city's pantry? Does every, like, everybody in your town can use this, right? Anybody who needs assistance. So, what it is, my dad in the city set up a place where you can bring food. It used to just be this small building they would use, actually, the firehouse where I was, but the space was so small. So, my dad bought a building on the main strip, and he gave it to the food pantry. And they run everything out of it. And that's where I am, except their front, there's an office. So I'm sitting in the front office. And they're not open back there today, so it's not loud. But we were supposed to record tomorrow, but we can't because there is a... They're open on Tuesday, and it's probably going to be extra busy because of the government shutdown. So everybody's Mm -hmm. trying in town to get as much food and stuff up here because anybody who is out of a job that's in our city is allowed to come up and get food. 
and stock up. So it's going to be busy tomorrow. I was going to say, when we lived in New Bern, we lived on the coast for a while near Wilmington, and we lived between two military bases. Do you remember that? We lived between Cherry Point and Jacksonville. Both of those are like huge Marine Corps military bases. And so uh, when I was there, it's been, like I said, that was about four years ago. At one point during that time, uh, my brother lived there and he's a Marine. They were being furloughed as well. There was a government shutdown and he had to go without pay that entire time. I mean, it obviously wasn't as long as this. And it was like at the time, you know, the the families there I was really proud of our community because like yours, they got together and like people donated food. Is that what they're doing tomorrow at this pantry? Well, they're all donating well, to it? It's always open to be donated to, but they're asking for extra stuff because they're supporting more people than normal. Because usually the oh, pantry see, was started because, you know, in every school they have the food programmers. People can get free lunches, but yeah. you don't think about... Yeah. The kids over the weekends, mm-hmm. over the summer, after school. Yeah. So the food pantry puts together packages for any of these kids to take home with them at night mm-hmm. and for the weekends to make sure everybody has food. I love that so much. They have a, um, a thing like that or a YMCA here. They, they have like book bags and they give it to kids on Fridays and it's got like a couple meals in it and stuff and then they bring it back on Monday and stuff. Like it's just, it that breaks my heart. Like this is such a downer episode of Ruby <laughs> Romance. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I just, we were talking about where you were today and I was like, I think that's a really cool thing and we should talk about it. I just, I think that's awesome. And it has nothing to do with Rochelle's book or, or anything to do with her. <laughs> but, yeah, but actually, now that I was in the food pantry and this the announcement came out about bringing more food and stuff, I was like started thinking about all these different things I could do for the food pantry. I'm like, I've got so much other stuff to do. And <laughs> <laughs> now here I am you know, um, trying to come up with more I'll ideas. Do- Exactly. And, you know, I was thinking about it, too, just when you said that. All right. So, you know, the the ladies we like. Oh, what's the mom thing? We always share the videos. Oh, oh my, my mom's so hard. Yes, I love them. If you haven't yeah, watched so them. So, Mel and I love it. Oh, God. We love their videos. They're so fun. They wrote a book, and it's really cute. It's their first book. And I'm like, oh, that's that's cute. We're like 100. Is it really? That's good for you for your one book. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're really great. They posted on there, and... um. They said one of the women they were talking about it, and one of them said, If you want something done, ask a busy person to do it. And I was like, That's the fucking best advice I ever heard in my life because a busy person will get shit done, and that's you, Mel. You're the busy person, (laughs) and like, no matter how busy you are, you'll get shit done, and that's not me. So, I'm glad one of us is. I know I was still like five million things on Saturday, and I think Abby Knox emailed me. I know, yeah. I was like, Hold on, and I like sent her like, Oh, she texted me, she texted me first, and she was like, Can I ask Mel this? Can I? I was like, Fuck yeah, you can go for it she'll answer you i knew you would do that too i knew you'd send her an email with like step by step on how to do it or whatever it was i was like she's gonna be your best resource you're gonna want to reach out to that but yeah i would it is true busy people i work the best when i'm busy absolutely i get everything done i do too but i avoid being busy <laughs> so that's the problem you're like you gotta get me there first mm-hmm. oh and for people who don't know abby knox like we have written you know kind of with her a couple of times we we've, we've like done joint books together i guess you'd say our uh dystopian series we actually were inspired by like the her story she wrote and so we kind of like took her story and then rewrote, you know, around 
around what we liked about it and added our own stuff to it and then expanded the series. So it's a it's a three book series in that one. And I can't remember what it's called. Oh, The Rebels. The Rebels. The Rebels. Yeah. So that's kind of like our dystopian one that's based in the future. And it, we had never written anything like that before. And we really liked her story. And so we stole it from her. And then um, <laughs> and rewrote a lot of it. And like I said, it then added a couple books. And we also did uh, one recently with her where we had, what was the book? Was it Hungry for More? Yeah, so Hungry for More. And then Hungry for More, the brother got a book, which mm-hmm. was uh, Naughty or Nice. And then at the end of Naughty or Nice, I wrote this mysterious guy I wanted to write. And then Leah went and tried to die. And I was like, well, I'm not going to have time to do that. I don't have time to die. <laughs> I was like, well, since Leah's tr- trying to die, we can't write this book and everybody's going to want it. And Abby was like, I'll write it. And we were like, like all right, Abby, write it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Abby actually lives in the town where I live. So that's kind of cool that she's here. But yeah. So she's she's awesome, though. She's a cool chick. And she had questions the other day. And I was like, ask Melissa. <laughs> and that was called Saved for Me. That one that she spun off of our hungry one. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you want that, it's, uh, ours is called hungry for more and hers is saved for me. And the cover we had actually had designed, right? Like, didn't you get that done before? And then you're like, I don't know if I want to use it or whatever it was. We had, um, yes, we already had the cover done, but we couldn't use it because we, it was gold and we had just done judge. So I just found a different picture and I was like, slide this into that gold one. And she did the cover in like two seconds pair who does wonderful covers, had it to me in like five seconds. I was like, awesome, done. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was perfect. So it worked out. So go grab those. And, um, is there anything you want to say about Rochelle before we go? <laughs> before we let people listen to this book? <laughs> okay. So you had, you've listened to one episode already. Yes. So then. I don't know how right many now, chapters I think it we, was. I can't remember how many I chapters. I don't know how many chapters. So it would have got, I'm not exactly sure how it's broken up. We never see until the producer puts it together. So I'm never quite sure where people are ending. So I can't say. <laughs> no. So it's I don't a surprise to, to us thing. too. So yay. <laughs> She does have two books that are free right now. You can get Pushing the Envelope, which is a whole series for her. Uh, it's like young adult, or not young adult, new adult. And you can get that for free. It's on Amazon. And she also has Crying for Wolf. And you guys are coming off of our Paranormal series book from last week. So you can pick up Crying for Wolf for free as well. And that launches into her River Pack series, which I absolutely love. So you'll read that one and you're going to want the rest because you get introduced to all the brothers and stuff. I've rerun it a couple of times. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll let you get to it, and we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. Chapter 3. Jackson. Yes. They were only three little letters, but hearing them changed everything for me. After listening to what Mark had to say, I couldn't take my eyes off my red-headed angel. When she'd gotten a startled look in her blue eyes after she caught me staring at her, I'd almost convinced myself that my boss was right. Even though I was the last guy she should have picked, she wanted a chance with me. Then I heard the insulting way one of her co-workers talked about me being out of her league, and I couldn't stop myself from walking over. I figured I'd prove to everyone that the woman had it all wrong. 
I'd take my redhead to the bar and talk with her for a little while, soak up being close to her while she got to know me. I figured it wouldn't take long before she realized she was the one who was out of my league. Then, I'd try like hell to figure out how to let her walk away from me. For good. My only hope was that she'd stop coming to ice every Friday so I wouldn't be tortured by seeing what I couldn't have each week. It was also my biggest fear, because I wasn't sure how long I'd be able to last before tracking her down if I didn't get my weekly fix of her. But now? It had only taken one little word from her luscious mouth to get me to toss that plan out the window. If the interest in her pretty blue eyes was as real as it seemed, there was no way I was letting her get away from me. Making her mine would more than prove her jealous co-worker wrong. Holding out my hand to help her up, I flicked my gaze at the woman who basically pushed my redhead into my arms. Don't worry about her, Bill. I'll make sure it's covered. As I led Kiara, and fuck if her name wasn't as sexy as she was, away from the table, the jealous one hissed something about how the other one should appreciate the sacrifices she made for their friendship. She was making about as much sense as she had when she was spouting off that bullshit about me being out of Kiara's league, so I shrugged it off, but I didn't forget it. I made a mental note to keep an eye on the woman in the future since I didn't like how she talked about Kiara. Instead of leading her to the bar, I headed up to the VIP section. I got Kiara settled in a booth in the corner before sliding in right next to her until our thighs were flush against each other. Then I signaled for one of the waitresses to come over. Grab us two waters and a strawberry lemonade vodka, please. The waitress smiled and nodded. Right away, sir. Kiara waited until she walked away to ask, How did you know to order me a strawberry lemonade vodka? The truth sounded more than a little bit stalkery, but it was the only answer I had, unless I wanted to lie. I wasn't about to start off our relationship with dishonesty, not when I had more than enough baggage she was going to need to accept. It's what you've gotten each time you're here. Just one, before you switch to Sprite, and then water. I was hoping you'd want to stay long enough to have another, but if not, you can stick to the water. She shook her head and a lock of her red hair spilled over her shoulder. I wouldn't want a perfectly good strawberry lemonade vodka to go to waste. Don't worry about that. It'd be my fault since I'm the one who ordered it without asking you first. I reached out and slid her lock of hair between my fingers. It was so damn soft. Whatever you want is fine by me. What I really want, she paused to smile up at me, is for you to tell me your name. Fuck, I was so off my game that I hadn't even realized that I'd skipped over introducing myself to her. It's Jackson Swift. Jackson Swift, she echoed softly. I like it. It was a damn good thing because as much as it made me sound like a teenage girl writing some guy's name in her journal, I could too easily picture her with Swift as her last name too. And you're Kiara. Yes. She was fucking adorable as she held out her hand to shake mine. I'm Kiara Kelly. I should have figured you had an Irish last name to go with that red hair, I chuckled, brushing my thumb over her knuckles. The only thing I'm missing is the green eyes, she stared up into mine. And it looks like you got them instead. 
I barely restrained myself from suggesting that when we had kids, maybe some of them would get her red hair and my green eyes. I didn't want to scare her off, and I had a feeling I wouldn't be successful in making it sound like I was kidding. And here I am, not even the tiniest bit Irish. Shh, she giggled, pressing a finger to my lips. Don't say that too loudly or else my mother might find out. I nipped at her finger and grinned. Already worried about what your mom is going to think about me, eh? Oh, she gasped, her cheeks filling with a deep red color. Um, I didn't really mean anything by it. The waitress set our drinks on the table and Kiara took a gulp of her strawberry lemonade vodka. I waited until she put it back down to say, You're even prettier when you're flustered. You think I'm pretty? If she were any other woman, I would have thought that she was fishing for a compliment. But Kiara's eyes lacked any guile as she stared up at me. The first night you came in here, I thought you were the prettiest thing I'd ever seen. And now? I wrapped my arm around her shoulder and pulled her closer to my body. And now, I know that pretty is too tame a word to describe your beauty. Wow, she breathed. I don't think I've ever heard a line quite so smoothly delivered. That's because it isn't a line. I slid a finger under her chin and tilted her head back so she could see how serious I was about the promise I was making to her. One thing you can always count on from me is complete honesty. About anything and everything. Even about the things I'd prefer she never knew about me. Eventually. Her pretty blue eyes scanned my face as she tried to figure out if I was telling the truth. She must have found what she was looking for because a blinding smile spread across her face before she whispered, Complete honesty sounds perfect to me. And I think I'm going to start. After gulping down some of her drinks, she took a deep breath and closed her eyes as she confessed, I just found out tonight that my co-workers have been so insistent about us coming back here over and over again because they noticed I have more than a little crush on you. My thumbs brushed over the hint of blush on her cheeks, proof of how difficult it had been for her to admit to liking me. I guess I'll have to rethink my opinion of your co-workers since they did me a favor by bringing you back to ice enough times for me to finally pull my head out of my ass and make my move. Her brow wrinkled, and her blue eyes filled with confusion as she stared up at me. I don't understand. Why would you need to pull your head out of your ass before you could hit on me? Were you not sure you really wanted to? Shit. I couldn't let her think she wasn't worth the effort or some bullshit like that. I'd been hoping for more time before I had to give her any of the brutal kind of honesty, but it looked like I wasn't going to get it. Chapter 4. Kiara I should have known better than to think that a guy like him would really be interested in me. It wasn't like I thought I was hideously awful or anything like that but I tended to be a tad awkward and I was definitely out of place in a club like Ice. It was owned by a former hockey star, filled with female employees who looked like they used to be models and the guys seemed like jocks who could be on underwear ads. Jackson was no exception, but I was just me. The girl who had been two years younger than everyone else in school, the one who had been too shy to even think about asking anyone out, 
who'd ended up getting her bachelor's degree in three years instead of four and started her first job three months ago with her master's degree in hand when she was barely 21. Come on, my little angel. Jackson's low voice pulled me out of my inner thoughts. My eyes popped open and I saw his pale green eyes burning into mine. Whatever you're thinking that has that look on your beautiful face, you need to get it out of your head because you're wrong. But what if I'm right? You're not, he insisted. How do you know? Because the light in your pretty blue eyes dimmed in a way that made it clear you think my reason for not making my move sooner had to do with something that's wrong with you. My inability to hide what I was feeling was only one of the roots of my awkwardness. And that's not why it took you five weeks to approach me? Not even for a second. He leaned forward a few more inches closer as his green eyes darkened a shade. My hesitation was all about my baggage and not wanting to bring it into your life. I wasn't sure how bad his past was, but there was one thing of which I was certain. Everyone has baggage. But some people's is worse than others. I felt like I was a lot tougher than I looked, which admittedly wasn't hard considering I was a tiny redhead people tended to underestimate. I get that, but how about you let me be the judge of what I can handle? I watched with fascination as a muscle in his jaw jumped before he answered. I can do that. I took another sip of my drink for courage. When I realized I had already downed more than half of the glass, I pushed it towards the center of the table. Being a lightweight, I knew that two drinks in one night was enough to make me more than a little tipsy. I didn't want to drink too much because I wanted to remember every moment I spent with Jackson. I put myself out there and told you that I've been crushing on you. I think it's your turn for some of that honesty you promised me. Maybe you could tell me one thing about the baggage you're carrying around? That's fair. He ran his fingers through his thick, dark hair and sighed. Even though my bosses are aware of my past, I'd still prefer not to talk about it here. Any chance I can talk you into leaving with me? My cheeks filled with heat as I thought about all of the things I'd pictured him talking me into. Leaving the bar was nothing compared to some of the stuff that had already happened between us in my dreams. Although it felt like I had known him all that time, we'd really only just met tonight. We were basically strangers, and if I was using my brain to make my decision, my answer should have been a resounding no. But that's not what came out when I answered him. Yes. My response chased away the shadows which had filled his green eyes. Damn, I like the way that word sounds coming from these lips. My heart almost stopped in my chest when he swiped his thumb across my bottom lip. When my tongue swept out to wet it afterwards, he groaned. Why do I have a feeling you're going to be far more dangerous than anything I've faced in my checkered past? Who? Me? I reared back in my seat and pointed at my chest, stunned because I'd never thought of myself that way. You've got me all wrong. I'm the furthest thing from dangerous. Although it comes in a tiny package, you pack one hell of a punch. 
He slid out of the booth and turned towards me with his hand extended. But don't worry, I'm more than willing to take on your brand of danger. Well, as long as you're sure, I laughed, shaking my head at his crazy talk while letting him help me up. I guess if I'm the dangerous one, I don't need to worry about leaving with you. His green eyes turned serious again as he swore. You don't need to worry about anything. Nothing's going to happen to you with me around. I couldn't recall the last time anyone other than a member of my family had looked out for me. Being the youngest kid in my class had made making friends difficult because there was such a big social gap between my peers and me. Jackson's promise touched something inside me and accomplished the impossible. It made him even sexier. It also soothed any lingering doubts I had about leaving with him. So where are you taking me? I think the diner down the street is our best bet since it's nearby and open 24 hours. If my boss says I can only take a short break, sticking close means I won't have to worry about how long it'll take for us to get somewhere else. I held back and tugged on his hand. Oh no, I didn't even think about the fact that you're supposed to be working right now. I don't want you to get in trouble with your boss. Don't worry about Mark, he chuckled. Before I came over to your table, he was giving me a hard time about not making a move on you. He's one of those guys who's all loved up with his wife and wants everyone else to be as happy as they are. It sounds like you have an unusual relationship with your boss. I thought about Mr. Crenshaw, the man who gave me my first job out of college. He seemed nice enough, but I couldn't picture him ever giving me dating advice. My boss and I get along okay, but he isn't the kind of person who gets personal with his employees. He tends to be all business all the time. But it makes sense since his dad owns the place and he's set to inherit it. Good, Jackson grunted. At least that's one guy out there I don't have to worry about hitting on you. I burst into a fit of giggles at how ridiculous his grumbling was since I hadn't been out on a date in basically forever. I barely had it under control when we reached the bar and he tapped a dark-haired guy in a suit on the shoulder. The blonde sitting next to him turned at the same time he did and she jumped out of her seat to give Jackson a hug. It might have bothered me, except the diamond ring on her finger and that swell of her belly made it obvious that she was taken. Hey, stranger. I figured with you working at ICE that I'd see you more often, but it seems like you're always super distracted when I'm here and we never get a chance to chat. Her gaze darted my way as the guy I was assuming was Jackson's boss tugged her back and flung an arm around her waist. And now I see why. She jabbed the dark-haired guy on the side. You didn't tell me that Jackson had met someone? When did I have the chance? He's been brooding over her for weeks and finally managed to locate his balls tonight so he could do something about it. Mark! The blonde hissed, elbowing him again. Stop, or else Jackson's going to think you haven't forgiven him for the whole black eye thing. Black eye thing? My head swirled as the couple bantered back and forth until Jackson interrupted to ask, Do you mind if I take my break early and head over to the diner down the street with Kiara? Not at all, go ahead. In fact, his wife added with a big smile, 
Since Mark and I will be here until close, you're more than welcome to take the rest of the night off if you'd like. Talk about making an offer he can't refuse, Mark mumbled. I felt like I was missing an inside joke, but one thing was clear. Jackson's relationship with his boss was definitely worlds apart from mine with Mr. Crenshaw. Hey guys, we're back. We hope you loved whatever chapter that was that you just listened to. (laughs) 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 But go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, there are some other releases that I wanted to mention. Go ahead and click on that. Romance. Uh, I know, I sent you my notes and now I can't even find them. I know, them. right? I'm like, <laughs> who, has, who has the notes? Tess is not here. God damn it. Okay, Jenica Snow has a book out. It's called Bernice Payne. If you're into MC books. What's it called? You can't. Bernice? Uh, Bernice, yeah, Payne. It's okay. an MC series. She does it with Sam Crescent. Am I saying that last name right? I'm not sure. Yes. And then we have Take Me Again by Carly Phillips is out. She's been teasing that forever. She's driving me crazy with <laughs> wanting this book. Did you not? She's like, here's another chapter. Here's another. I'm like, God damn it. Just give me the book. Did you not do that vague book where you're like, oh, man, I really wish I had this book to curl up with tonight. And like she no. sends you an arc. You didn't do that. I didn't you're do like, that. You're the worst about that. Like. Why? Why are you were. telling my secrets? I know, right? Mel's like, oh, gosh, that new Rochelle book sure would be nice right now. Then, like, two seconds I, later, she's got an email. <laughs> I do. Like, if I really want something, I get on Alexa's Facebook, I'm like, oh, this looks so good. I wish I could read it tonight. Oh, I guess I'll just I have to wait. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then um, I think that's it for releases today. We have some more to announce throughout the week that are going to be going live. And we'll give you those when they come up. But other than that, I'm going to be sitting right here today. with no pants on, just kicking back. So we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, one more thing. What? If you are really enjoying Bounced Into Love, this is loosely tied with um, Sucked Into Love. If you want to go ahead and try that series out, which is on sale for 99 cents. Fuck yeah. Check it out. And it's on all platforms. So whatever you read on, you can grab that up. Nice. All right, cool. All right, Fuck we'll your day see up. You guys tomorrow. Day, make say your bitch. Don't be a dick. All right, that's it. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read me romance. Read, read me romance.